So I'm going to be honest. Today's episode is actually about the women. And I do have content that is very relating to stuff that women are told all the time. But I don't know if it's just me that feels a little bit creeped out about this. But apparently Tyler Perry claimed that he speaks in Medea's voice whenever he's having sex. Like, how the fuck would that go down? Like, when the shorty puts it back in, does he just come out like, Why, hello? And then go back to it. Or is he one of those people who like whine in her voice and shit? Like, who has the bass whenever they're having sex and they're making noise? So to think that the person who made the Madea movies is in bed with his wife and he's hitting it and when he's about to come, he all of a sudden starts saying, Hallelujah! And then he uses that to nut. Like, that shit seems a lot harder to believe because, like, imagine this guy is hitting it with, like, his wife or, like, it's a random babe or some shit because celebrities, you know, and then... He's busy hitting it and he's like, boo boo, I'm going to come inside or outside. So you better choose. I can come inside or outside. I ain't going to come in and out all the damn time. You know? Like, I have to think about the possibilities of everything. And I would want to come inside, but probably coming outside might be better. Like, you sit and you think about it. Like, I feel like the shorty would be more turned off than turned on. And not unless if you have like a Madea fetish or, you know, you like to close your eyes and fantasize about that shit. It wouldn't really be complete, not unless if he role-played and, like, dressed the part as well. Which would seem a little bit odd, considering that you wouldn't expect Medea to have a penis. But I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me that thinks like this. Maybe it's just me that thinks like this. Because while I don't stand on the authority of what's considered good in the bedroom, I feel like I've been told a couple of things here and there that might seem contradictory, which actually seems to be pretty good. You know, like the idea of, of, of you know, fucking her disrespectfully and the fact that she love it. So it does probably seem like it might be something that some babes might like. Maybe. I can't say that for sure. But it does seem like it might be something that maybe a babe or two might actually like. Or maybe his wife is into that entire thing. Or probably the wife is a narcissist and, you know, that's exactly where he got his inspiration to, you know, become a dear. And, you know, she she likes to be fucked by herself. You know, because what's better than you telling your wife, go fuck yourself. And then she's like, all right, let's go to the bedroom. I don't know. That's just me. I'm just making jokes over here about sex. And I should definitely just leave that aside, move it on to something a little bit more serious where I can be a lot less sarcastic, you know, kind of like this podcast, which I definitely should have started. And I usually end up starting with this very interesting quip why I start by saying, Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who likes to hit it from the back and make sure that you say hallelujah. He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. This show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show where I get to talk about, you know, love, sex, and relationships. Usually, I challenge something. Sometimes I discuss it. Normally, it's usually for the benefit of men. Sometimes I might speak for the women. And controversial as some of my opinions might be, I usually try to come to some sort of an amicable conclusion. 
And normally you can agree or disagree with it because I don't believe that I am the final response to everything. And if you do disagree with what it is that I say, or you agree and you just want to say hi, then on IG, it is at break time on my side. On Facebook, it is also at break time on my side. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. And, you know, send your thoughts, comments and love right there. And, you know, if you feel like you have the extra time, you know, the extra few seconds when you just happen to stumble upon those pages or, you know, those accounts, you know, follow them. You know, it makes me feel good seeing an extra plus one or two there. You know, it's nice. And also what's nice is us being on the podcasting charts for different categories and shit. And to continuously put me on those charts, not only do you just share what it is that you listen, you know, and, you know, send people the links and shit, which I definitely appreciate from each and every one of you that does that. I also appreciate it when, you know, go and give a nice rating and review, you know, whether it's a good one, whether it's a bad one, it's it's about showing that you listened and you probably liked it or you maybe disagreed. And, you know, it shows people that maybe I actually might have some sense in what it is that I say. But anyways, all of those pleasantries aside, I do thank each and every one of you that listens, shares and gives feedback. And we should definitely move it on with the podcast. And I would want to move it on to the main topic of today. But before we do that, I actually want to bring something that I was supposed to have discussed last week before the whole Will and Jada and Chris Rock story came out. And yes, I'm not talking about it. I'm not bringing it back and shit. I feel like everything out there has sort of done justice to the entire story, whether for or against, you know, whichever side is there, what it portrays, you know, what Will might be going through. I feel like everything that could have been done on that entire story has been done, you know, maybe except the Academy Awards, but we don't really give too much of a shit about that. Now, what I do want to discuss is something that I saw on IG. Now, I stumbled onto this very interesting page after a friend of mine started posting it up on stories. And it was a page which, well, for lack of a better way of putting it, was just literally trying to give some version of relationship mumbo jumbo because it's not advice. And the so-called advice that it was putting up was literally just put there so that it can appeal to women. Like, I'm not even trying to sugarcoat this or even, you know, hide the fact that it's trying to appeal to women because it literally is trying to appeal to women. And to give you an example of exactly how it is that they're appealing to women, let me even give you one of these quotes that they posted up. It says, and I quote, Relationships never work when the girl likes the guy more. It's always going to fail. Prove me wrong. End quote. Now, I look at that and I read it. And personally for me, if you were to tell me such a thing, because I feel like I've been doing this for a bit of a while, it's very easy for me to just say, you know, this is this is completely easy and I can blow through it. But if you tell this to a bunch of babes, a lot of them will agree with it. And some guys might even agree with it as well, because the thought process behind it actually does carry quite a lot of value. It's not 100% true, but it does carry a lot of value. Now, personally for me, I find this pretty easy to refute because one sims two love cannot be quantified like it's it, it's very easy to do that it's particularly easy to just say that and walk away from this because when you kind of look at it sims are the people that show in some way love the most they're the ones that will do anything you know in in action to show that they actually care about you hell they'll even add the compliments they'll send you the messages and shit and yes i know there's a lot of sims that will simp because they want to smash I feel like most simps will simp because they actually want to be with this babe for a bit of a while. Like they want to date them, whether it's casual, whether it's long term, whether it's marriage even. Like they simply just want to be with a babe. 
And if this was actually a true statement, then simps would be the hottest thing on, on the planet right now. Because there's a lot of good looking guys that will simp and not get the babe. They will show that they care about this babe and this babe barely cares about the guy. And if she did give this guy a chance, you know, she'd be with a very good looking guy who will pretty much do anything for her. And if this entire statement was true, then, you know, she'd be in the clear. She'd be, you know, she'd be hitting it gold and shit. But it's not like they do that. You end up seeing a babe going for some version of a douche. And a lot of the so-called nice guys who end up becoming simps are usually saved for like last, which is like marriage or some shit. So in a lot of ways, I do feel like this is actually bullshit. Then also love cannot be quantified. I have said this in episodes before i've even done an episode on it i think and i used it as a main topic and i straight up said you cannot quantify love there is no way you can actually measure love properly there is no si unit for that shit all you can do is take the actions and the words and the behavior of someone else that claims they love you and sort of try to estimate if they love you a lot if they love you just a bit if they love you at all and you kind of just try and compare that shit which let's be honest there's people that are very expressive in how they feel about someone and there's people who are very reserved in how they feel about that same exact person. Can you quantify how much someone loves you based off of that? No, you can't do that. And I've actually gone at length on this entire thing. So in a lot of ways, this is a very bullshit statement. It's a very bullshit statement. It comes from the idea that the person who's the least emotionally invested in a relationship is the person who carries the most control in it. And yes, that is mostly true. But I feel like the people who have the most control of themselves, over themselves, will always have the most control when it comes to the relationship. But all in all, it's not about control here. It's about making the relationship work. And frankly, no matter how much or how little you do it, if you don't want the relationship to work, that relationship is going to fail, no matter how much the other person puts in work, because a relationship is a two-way street, and a relationship requires two people to actually grow and nurture it. And if the both of you guys aren't down for that shit, whether one person loves the other person more or whatever it is that people want to say, that shit won't work. Like, that is that. Like, that's the fact of the matter. You cannot quantify love, and for the relationship to work, the both of you have to want to make it work. Otherwise, one person is going to be doing too much work and the other one might be doing too little. And both of you are going to leave that relationship fairly unhappy people. But anyways, that's that. If you believe what it is that I'm saying, then, you know, good for you. If you don't believe it, good for you. I think it's entirely up to you what it is that you choose to believe. But I will leave it at that and move it on to our main topic of today. Now, I'm sure a couple of you, considering that my largest listenership is actually from Kenya, I'm sure there's quite a number of you that know about the influencer slash radio presenter called Kamene Goro. Now, she's, you know, very beautiful woman, very talented presenter. And normally on her radio show on Kiss 100, she usually has this segment that she recently started called Babe, where she speaks to the younger women of my generation, her generation, you know, and below. And she tries to sort of mold them and give them advice on, you know, stuff that they can be doing with themselves and relationships and shit. And recently, she decided to say something in relation to, to keeping a guy that I found to be particularly interesting. Now, I have very interesting thoughts on this and I do feel like what it is that I believe heavily contradicts with what she said. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the clip for you, as I always do. And as I always do, right after the clip, I can give you my breakdown of the entire thing. So here it is. 
Baby girl, and this is, you know, totally based on the conversation that we've had and the things that I've heard Obina say and the things that I hear the guys in the office say, you know, while we're prepping. Baby girl, never let this ninja feel comfortable. Ever, ever. Up until, let's say, there's a ring on your finger and you've been walked down the aisle and a marriage certificate in his coat pocket or put it in his socks. Don't. Because it seems like once a man gets into the comfort zone where they know they have you, then they stop dropping the effort and then you end up feeling totally insecure deficient he doesn't give me enough attention he's changed he's no longer romantic if those are the problems that you're going through right now shake a ninja watch a as ender by the way they should always know that you are not always going to be there up until it has been formalized like i've said and there's a marriage certificate and maybe dowry has been paid i can know what they should always know that you can go because otherwise they won't put in effort don't get it twisted you know men are competitive uh beings all right these men are built to hunt we'll even try and get up stretch his hand pick it and eat so stay woke keep him on his toes just laugh oh my god he wants to buy me a range rover accubate these men they get the point stop shouting but he wants to take me to Diani, does ah, he know I'm not that kind of babe? Stop shaking that. I can table. imagine this whole engineer and I can be born of any name. Atakama kona do. He needs to just know I'm not that kind of chick. Umzeta amka. Yeah, One day, by they go home with flowers, be like, guy, babe, I think I have a secret admirer. Akiado, what? <laughs> no, let me tell you the best one. So you have flowers, okay? You can even buy them for yourself. Who cares? All right. Then take a picture and then send them to him. Oh, thank you so much, babe. You're so sweet. Wow. <laughs> I go kill you dead. Aki, baby, and you just knew what to do to make my day. You see, this is why you're my soulmate. Uh, Let me tell you that ninja will send you flowers every week. No. For the rest of your Government life. Government buildings will be exchanged. <laughs> One person will go to prison another one too. but my point is <laughs> up until you have a full force guarantee babe you need to keep them on their toes these guys are here doing a whole lot of monkey imagine you see you see them out in the club but i know your chick you can never be a how mahali babe so please keep them on their toes they should never ever think that you will never go anywhere all right so this clip was like three and a half minutes long or some shit so i've i've probably edited a couple of bits out just for the sake of time and because you know i could have just broken it down but i don't think i'd have done it as well as she did but let me just sort of see if i can get the general bits down um you shouldn't keep your man comfortable you should you know constantly make it seem as though you know the streets want you back and some other guy wants you a little bit more make sure he's always on his toes and i don't know what else what else was said what else was said fake a couple of surprises and and watch his reaction and see how he'll treat you all right all right that seems pretty okay that seems like a pretty good idea uh at least for some people because when i looked through the comment section most of the babes were agreeing actually 90 percent of all the people that i looked through the comments were actually agreeing with what it is that she said the only thing is I feel like people forgot the part where she was talking about all the way up until y'all get married. But at the same time, even though you can say that that's what will keep him, you're also assuming that him being married means that he'll automatically become faithful 
or he'll want to stay with you or he wouldn't want to leave you or he won't try and have a second family on the side. But you know what? I guess we can try and overlook those assumptions for now just so that I can try and put context and deal with this in its own like clear manner with all of those assumptions thrown aside. All right. So while quite a number of babes and quite a lot of women might listen to what it is that she said and believe it to be gospel truth and absolute facts, I am sorry because it sounds good to a lot of women because that's actually what most women will do when they notice that their man is receiving attention from another woman. I just figured I should start by putting that out there because I, I, I figured that's why it would sound like it would appeal a lot more to babes as opposed to guys. With guys, we don't function that way. And even those of us that do aren't considered to be particularly attractive. But let's assume for for the sake of this study that they are. The the guy that hears such a thing and is like, oh, you know, my wife can't be getting treated better out here than I am. I must get her the car or I will make sure I get the flowers or I treat her like this or I buy her this or I take her here and there or I make sure that her birthday is, you know, even way more than I probably earn and I take three months of my salary so that I can buy an engagement ring. Okay, let's assume that all of that is there. And this guy is putting his everything into the relationship because he is scared that other men will definitely treat his woman better. Or, you know, it could be you in this case. And he will constantly live by always making sure that he is the one person that is treating his woman the best. So, okay, let's assume that this man is living by this fear. I don't know if it's just me, but I don't think that would last for very long. And I don't even think it would break past, say, a year. Not unless if someone is spacing this out, like every few months, the moment you're noticing that he's he's actually starting to dip down with the way he's treating you. Maybe you can try doing that shit, but I don't think it could go past, say, a year and a half, maybe three years, maybe five years. Like, if you are trying to date this person and you want to go long term with them, I don't think this tactic will actually work just my honest thoughts on it because one if you are attracted to this person then clearly you want someone who's insecure now the problem with ruling someone through fear is that fear better be constant or at least it better be good enough that this person can succumb to it the entire majority of the time the problem is a lot of people do not actually live by fear for that long like you can be scared you can fear something but it's not like you'll be scared of it forever. You will not fear it for that long. Like, I can fear you being taken away from me or I can fear losing you, but it's not like I'll have that fear the entire time that I am with you. At some point, I will actually become a lot more comfortable in where I am. And especially when I'm having issues, I wouldn't mind losing you. Sometimes I'll be willing to even play that bluff. And that's actually why I don't think it would last that long. Like, it can work for some guys, don't get me wrong. There are some guys that are insecure enough that they'll actually, you know, live by that fear and try to do it the entire time. But now when I start throwing in reality into the mix, you actually start to realize that you probably don't want such a man. Because in some way, this is a man who isn't as confident as you'd probably want him to be. Like, part of the reason why guys are attractive because of their confidence is because there's a certain form of stability that you can get from it. Now, if you are attracted to a guy and you notice that he's being insecure, then you probably might feel as though, at some point in time maybe, that this guy 
probably isn't as confident as he probably should be. Now you can try reinforcing that shit, but if it's something that's deeply rooted, then you'll probably end up tuning out of wanting to be with this guy and you might start looking elsewhere. So in a sense, even you being in the relationship isn't actually a guarantee even though this guy is doing that. Because most times you want someone who is secure, you want someone who values you but is confident enough to look at someone else that is probably driving a bigger car, is probably living a better sort of way at least with how it looks out here and still be like, you know what, I'm good. Because if someone is insecure and he's always looking at the next person and the next person, then there's a pretty good chance that you guys will be headed in the wrong direction because you are always trying to one-up someone and that isn't even healthy for you as a person. So in a lot of ways, this is actually fairly bullshit advice. And the reason why I said it sounds good to babes is because a lot of times, and this is something that I see time and time again, I'll see one babe who is treating this guy slightly better than the babe that's closest to him and then you'll see the babe that's closest to him busy trying to one-up that shit or is trying to be protective or you know be possessive and shit by you know excessive pda trying to you know hold on to the guy's items you know like spending more time closer with the guy and shit and it is something that you see a lot of babes doing like it's it's a protection measure in in a sense the thing is with us guys we are confident or at least we're expected to be confident enough that we can see another guy trying to flirt with our babe but be comfortable enough to know that our babe is secure is with us and has chosen to be with us and will be with us even though this other guy that looks like he has a bigger car makes more money or you know looks a little bit better will try to hit on her and get her to be with him like we're expected to be that level of secure Otherwise, if we are insecure, then it increases the chances of our babes actually leaving us and going to be with said guys. Or hell, maybe even lower level guys. Because at the end of the day, that kind of insecurity for a guy is actually a problem. So to conclude all of this, let me just tell you this. Fear is a very common and effective tool when it comes to control and it's very effective in keeping a person or even people in control and in line. But the problem is fear in and of itself as a tool is good but it's not very long term. It's good for a short term period and not unless if you're constantly upping the ante on that fear, you cannot control someone through fear for very long. Because even for us, even us as human beings, at some point we will develop mechanisms around that shit and we will have adapted beyond that fear. So maybe using love, maybe using another form of control might actually work. But all in all, when we're looking at relationships here, like I said earlier on, if the both of you do not want to make it work, if the both of you are not putting that kind of effort that you might feel like you want and you're not telling him about it and neither is he ready, willing or even thinking about putting in the effort to make that relationship as good as you want it, then there's a pretty good chance that you guys aren't even going to last for long anyways. Or if you are going to last for very long, then there's definitely going to be some level of misery in that entire relationship. But all in all, maybe I'm wrong about this shit. Maybe I'm too young and I have zero understanding on what it is that can make a man tick and can put a man in line. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on IG. It is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys 
on the next break. <laughs>